Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another rousing episode of Fly Casual. Yeah, I got Corey here. That's me. And it's true. Tonight, the new and improved Fly Casual, we are talking about Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. You've heard us quote this movie hundreds, if not thousands of times on Fly Casual. Tonight, we're going to go in hot and heavy. It's all Cox up in here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, which means it's time... Hold, wait, wait for it. Yeah, it is. It's time to fly casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle. Howie's not Numa Numa dancing, so I'm Numa Numa dancing. Numa. What's going on, everybody? What is going on? What? I'm back. I'm back. He's back from the dead. Yeah, you had the the case of the deads. I had the case of the dead. I got back. According according to Garrick. Well, I mean, I was in Akron, Ohio. That's, you know, I think in the second episode, I said it was mostly dead. The worst case I've ever ever experienced. But I actually had, are you ready for this? That's every time in Akron. I drove past the Football Hall of Fame because we went down there that way. Nice. Right? Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. Old, the old Canton mm-hmm. way. Right. Uh, did you know that on yes. either side of the interstate, the, the Football Hall of Fame is literally on the interstate. Like, it is on, it is like feet away from the interstate, is okay? Really? On yep. the interstate. And there's these high-tension power lines that go over the interstate, and right there, instead of having the normal posts, they actually have giant goal posts holding up the high-tension power What? <laughs> I thought what? that was hilarious. Hmm. Seems a bad idea to make those metal. Ah, uh, well, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm lot, just saying. Lot, I'm pretty sure going that most there. of those have a metal base <laughs> already. Okay, but uh, but yeah, I also had the best ice cream I've ever had in my entire life. At really? The what? Pro Football Hall of Fame? That's a no, bold I didn't actually go sir. to the Football Hall of Fame. Oh. We drove past it a couple oh, times. Oh, I see. Okay. We went, we went, no, we went to the McKinley Presidential Museum. Oh. Which is way better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> then there's that. Actually, we, we got there. My, my wife has this thing now where she wants to, life goal, bucket list, visit every presidential museum. Okay. I'm like, all right, I'm all in for that, right? I like the history, I like all that. Yeah. And actually, I'd seen on the, I uh, saw on the internet that there was actually some pretty cool stuff. But we pulled up, and we're looking at this building, and it's like, oh man, what are we getting into here? It's like this old ratty looking building. But you get inside, and they have got some of the coolest stuff in there. They've got like, right. they have a whole town set up inside. I mean, have you you've been to the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago, right? Yeah. You know how they got that cobblestone mm-hmm. street down mm-hmm. there that you walk down. Picture that, but like maybe uh, it's like it's turn of the century and it's two stories high. Like we're like walking upstairs and walking around like the balcony and looking in like here's the barber shop and like huh. all this really cool stuff that you would never think that building houses from the outside. They have really? like they have dinosaur exhibit, live animals, all this like, a, you know, tech science stuff. Dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. Cool. We had a good time. And then we ate at, oh, what's the restaurant that we ate at? Portillo's. No. No? Yeah. Oh. McDonald's. No, it was a, <laughs> oh. Burger a King. chain restaurant. People in, White Castle. People in Northwest Hardy's. Ohio are going to be pissed off that I can't remember the name of it. Crystal. It's a chain restaurant named after one of, the, Chili. one of the early inductees of the Football Hall of Fame. And now I can't remember the name Shula of it. Shula Steakhouse. But it was... <laughs> Landry's. It was... <laughs> Tom Landry, boy. <laughs> it was... It was Rudy? Great. It was, was it really Rudy's? Good. Mannings. It, it, none, no. Rudy Tuesdays? 
You guys aren't even close. I'm sorry. It, this, this predates even Mike. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Holy crap. This guy Whoa. played football for Jesus. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember. Four or coaching? Uh, well, Again? Forthwith? Against Jesus? Jesus was a coach, clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> but anyway... We actually had a good time, but that ice cream was at a place. I think it was called like um. There's a there's a there's a bunch Sounds of menchies awful. around. We didn't go to menchies. How do you spell that? Handle. I'm glad you said mint cheese. I know. I know. Right. Yeah. Real it's close. Like when I watched the Grand Budapest Hotel, I'm like, this is the most awkward Jewish name for a sweets company ever. <laughs> then I see Menchie's ice cream. I'm like, nope, Whoa. that's worse. Whoa. But this one was called, <laughs> so I can't remember, it's like Handles or something like that. I don't, again, Northwestern Ohio is going to be mad at me, but they had this ice cream. They make it in this place and they had this ice cream called, like a featured one that they had made called Monkey Business. It was like banana cake ice cream with brownie and caramel. Banana cake. Oh, ice banana cream cake flavored ice cream with brownie and chunks and, and we caramel. Have one of those. Wow. We have one of those in, India, in Indianapolis. Oh, do you really? Just north of. Yeah, I handles, we're going there. If it's handles, it yeah. was it's in Fishers, the best ice cream I've had, <laughs> and I've got like <laughs> I've got like like dairy farm ice cream places that are like I love since childhood that have exploded. Don't even come close to this ice cream that I had there. Oh my gosh, it was amazing, the creamiest stuff ever. So all in all, sorry guys, death was good to me, but I'm back. Mm. I'm back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're back from dead. That's right. Dead sounds awesome. In the meantime, though, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Fly Casual. I'm Corey. Over there is Mike. How you doing, man? We're Uh, glad to have you back, despite the things, the rumors that you've heard, the things that have been said. The rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Very greatly. You were only mostly dead. Yes, mostly. Mostly dead. Only mostly dead. And then you saw Miracle Max. I was was merely in torpor. Gave you some pills. (laughs) I was in torpor, and then I drank blood. Torpor. That's fine. (laughs) Oh. I'm weak from lack of precious blood. <laughs> <laughs> My burns prevent food no, encumbrance. <laughs> Sorry. Vampire the Masquerade Redemption. The the superior Vampire the Masquerade video game. Agreed. By far. I don't think there's any debate there. No, like there there, is, except wrong. they're making a sequel to the inferior one. So, whatever. Whatever. Uh-huh. Oh, there's Howie, Master Control. Desperately trying to find a video that I need to it. find. You need to find the video. I don't have to find I the specific one, but I wanted to find the specific one to share with you all find later out. in the episode. Find oh, harder. Hot. But uh, yeah, find a way. I get it. Because even though I enjoy this part of uh, the Apple products, it comes at a cost. <laughs> Howie over there fondling his iPhone when in front of his iPad. Look Desperately <laughs> looking for uh, a, a place to plug in an audio device. Uh-huh. Can't do it. You need the Apple, Apple comes Apple, great responsibility, which, right? Um, Stupid a hole. Had I thought about it, I'd be fine because I have the adapter. <laughs> the stands for I do too. Apple. It's not have, with me. I have one too. We could get it between apps and pull it in here. But if I'm doing it this episode, that doesn't help me now. That's true. That doesn't help you now <laughs> at all. You've raised an excellent point, and I feel like this meeting was productive. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I think we can move forward from here. Oh, well, let's move south, because across pond down a few is Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. That's me. Yeah, what's up, Don't dude? worry, Howie. Howie will get it in post. That's right. Right? Don't right, worry, Howie. Howie will get it. Don't worry, Howie. That's all of our That's issues. future Howie's problem. <laughs> Before we started Howie. recording, I was having issues, and Garrick's like, don't worry about it. Howie can get it in post. I'm like, well, okay, it just becomes Howie's issue instead of my issue, which is perfectly acceptable. That works. <laughs> yep. Hello. Majority rules. Yep. That's that's podcasting. Dun, 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 dun. Ladies and germs, tonight we are gathered to discuss the monumental movie experience 
That oh. is Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Walk Hard. Now, this, this movie's become a cult hit, but odds are you haven't seen it. So after we get through what we're I've about... I've seen to, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it several times. Seen the extended edition that I didn't even yeah, know existed. I know. The Ooh. unrated edition, I yeah, believe. Yeah, baby. Called. So it's in the meantime, uh, we're gonna we're gonna bang out some hot pop, some hot. Uh, I'm gonna try it again. Some hot cultural <laughs> pop cultural <laughs> news. It's time for some news. <laughs> yeah, baby yeah. news. Woo-hoo. Nailed it. News. Oh, first still run. here. Still on top. Still on top, baby. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right, baby. guys. Daisy Ridley in the news this week. Really? Ooh, that, I like Daisy. One, what from the Star Wars fame? What from the Star Wars fame and Ray? two other things? Yeah, Ray, Miss Ray, man. Ray Skywalker. Oh, stop it! <laughs> it's gonna happen. You'll hey, see. Now that we're doing all kinds of movies and pop culture things, do yes. I get to quote like stupid cliche quotes and get absolutely? Like a, oh, behave like stupid <laughs> stuff like that. Yes, that's Let's super stop cliche. Before. Super. Let's I mean, like in 1998, that was a hot that. ref. It was yes. <laughs> I think I think when I turned on my computer, it's yeah, like, oh, baby. Behave. Yes, right. yeah. I think every time I think I, every error message on my computer at one point went, yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. You gotta love yeah, the late Remember, 90s. we used to go through and reassign all of our oh, events. Yes. Yeah, you log Back in, in the day. You log in. You got mail, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, back when we had nothing better to do with our time. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Yes, Miss Daisy in the news. Uh, it was rumored last couple weeks that uh, Daisy Ridley would actually be reprising her role as Ray what? in one of the forthcoming trilogies coming Ooh. from Lucasfilm. That's an interesting rumor. It is a very interesting rumor. And uh, it is baseless, apparently. It conflicts with <laughs> a lot of the other rumors directly. It does, seeing as yeah. how rumors are, at least at this point, that, uh, well, assuming that Ryan Johnson was moving forward with the trilogy, he has been quoted as saying that trilogy would have nothing to do with any of past characters. It would Good. be a whole new set of characters, whole mean. new situations. And then, of course, the rumors with uh, Benioff and Weiss is that they would be Possibly doing an old republic uh, back Woo, in the timeline. Ye so, old republic. Ye old, ye old republic. Old. So, yes. With um, a U L D. And <laughs> as it turns <laughs> out, these uh, are but rumors. Uh, Daisy Ridley was not. <laughs> but <on>. rumors. <laughs> Those are the best kind of rumors. Yay, but, <laughs> but rumors. That's what rumors. I call really quiet farts. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a but rumor. Yeah. Um, Can I hear something? Daisy Ridley was something? on BuzzFeed's AM to DM this week and it's quoted as saying, I mean, I can say. I'm not in the next trilogy. No, I think because Ryan always said, if this is a terrible quote, if it's the <laughs> one Ryan or the guys from Game of Thrones, I'm not sure. Whichever one it was, they always said it's not going to be a separate story. So, no, I'm not. I'm No, no, no. That sounds, that sounds like, like a person that doesn't have a good answer. No, yeah. she didn't have a good answer at all, but pretty much was saying that she's, I mean, if you take her at face value, she's saying no. But you could look at this like you're saying. I mean, it seems like she's kind of skipping around the. No, I, I didn't. Mean, I realized it sounded like I said that. Honestly, she spent the first like the first ten years of her explosive career as yes. Ray Skywalker. Right. It's time for. <laughs> you're welcome, Gary. As Ray, <laughs> and you. it's time. It's. I'm sure it's she's feeling the need to make a name for around. herself. Outside. I would assume. And and here's where I'm. I mean, if if you're saying, oh, she's you know sidestepping here, or whatever. My assumption would be is that she has, as standard form, has signed a contract that 
guarantees other movies. Mm-hmm. So I, probably that's in the back of her mind. Maybe. But I think she's being honest when she says, I have not been contacted about being involved in yeah. either of these trilogies. Yep. So I think, I mean, I pretty much will take it at face value at this point and right. that's it. And, and, uh, yeah, so those rumors have been quashed and, uh, I don't think we'll be seeing quashed Daisy Ridley, at least in the foreseeable future mm-hmm. in the Aww. star Wars universe. And I would Aww. agree, man. Well, I, the foreseeable future, December, we will, but she's the best that. part, she's the best part yes. of the new, uh, new trilogy or less. Really. Yeah. I still like Ishley. Kylo. I'm a Kylo fan. Yeah, hopefully they can pull them. You would be Cumberbund nipples you all the would way. Be. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Part. That's what I. Was but yes, no, I would agree with you. Um, I think, especially her being the protagonist of this new sequel trilogy. That yes, I want to. She wants to step out. She wants to make a name for herself right. on her own volition. She doesn't want to be typecast. Which I think anymore, it's typecasting is less so in today's environment than perhaps maybe in the old days, but you could still fall into that trap. I mean, I think that there are more people willing to trade on your name than there used to be. They used to be that you'd get typecast or people were afraid that people would just look at the movie as, well, she's just Ray and, but in a different movie and they were scared of that. Now I think the money hungry hit makers that are the big, studios are more like oh let's trade on the name screw screw the artistic integrity yeah, right so it's a better environment now if 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 you if, pessimistically even if that's the main reality now it's still a better environment for the actor or actress right than it was are we allowed to still say actress is that not pc every i think we just are supposed to say actor now right? i i actively stay off twitter so that i know nothing about what, <laughs> what i can be not held is. accountable for whatever is um, trading in the lingo this week they'll hold me accountable i just don't care I guess, so. <laughs> so glad that glass was empty just now just now. When it went tumbling across the table in true Mike fashion. Well, hey, do you guys know the Paul Rudd? You guys familiar with uh, Mr. Oh, Rudd? Oh, yeah. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah. Ant-Man. I can think of him uh, if I take a moment yeah. and imagine. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mr. Rudd will have, yes, we'll have an appearance in our uh, discussion a little bit later. But true. Uh, Mr. Rudd in the news this week for another purpose. What? Apparently he took Ant-Man to, 3? Uh, no, no. Unfortunately, oh. no. I think we touched that, that, what, a week or so ago that uh, Ant-Man 3 is dead. I know, I'm telling you. Mm. Ant-Man 3 is not a foregone conclusion. So he is urging fans that are uh, interested in an Ant-Man 3 to uh, start hounding the studio. Dude, I'll watch watch, watch Ant-Man 10. Like, all they have to be is decent. (laughs) Sure, right. That's the thing. I'm I'm not looking for a giant, huge Ant-Man movie. Just, I mean, he's... I don't. You people. Who, that they I put don't out understand people who don't like Paul Rudd. I don't either. He's. Let me go people ahead. People don't and like mute Paul this. Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't like Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd people. is a national treasure. Yeah. What? <laughs> he may be like. He's who are like, these people? He's the Keanu Reeves of comedy, in my opinion. Yes. He, he doesn't oh. age. Yes. And he's just so dang likable. <laughs> yes. But there are I people like Keanu. I don't like him because I like to run against the grain. I whatever. No, Paul well, Rudd yeah, is a beautiful man. He is. Right. Mm-hmm. He was Phoebe's mm-hmm. husband. I mean, yes. come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Hello. What is it? What does it take for you, people? <laughs> the man has been beautiful since adventures and babysitting. <laughs> Long time. Long time. Freaked me out when we watched. I know we talked about this like many episodes ago, but when we watched that last year, and I was like, oh my God, Paul Rudd with Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. How old is he? I don't know. He's been around. He's forever. in his 50s and he looks like he's in his 30s. That's why. 
Well, other Lucky. great news, mm-hmm. other than uh, if you want Ant-Man to happen, start bugging people on Twitter, I guess. I don't know. Um, he took to YouTube this week, and uh, uh, I wish I was plugged in so I could show it to you. Maybe I'll, uh, if we get the video going, I'll, I'll uh, plug it in there. But uh, So he's on YouTube, and uh, it's basically a shot that is looking at a familiar building in the background. Yeah. A little bit of commentary going on. Suddenly he gets in front of the camera. And oh, I did see this. He essentially announces that he is now part of the new Ghostbusters film mm-hmm. that is going to start filming here at the end of the year. So, that uh, blew me away because, like, immediately I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, again, I will say it for the thousandth time. I am in no way against female Ghostbusters. Right. Of course not. In no way. There's no. nothing about that Ghostbusters I'll movie. tell you what I'm against. But, 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 <laughs> but, but, but. Bad movies. Go, yeah. I, uh, terrible movies <laughs> suck. It's all about the butts with you. But, dude, it's the rumors. See? It's the rumor is the butt. Um, <laughs> having the right personalities <laughs> is important. And I think, I honestly, I will say this absolutely. I'll look, I'm looking you square in the eye, Mike. I'd look Howie in the eye, but there's a he stuff, there's a stuff, dude. He's okay, still yeah, searching. Got him, got him, lasered in. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do both of you. Wait, wait, give me a sec. Actually, can you guys get really close together first? He's sick. I can't. <laughs> I, uh, I don't want to. I, there are, there are cast members from the all female Ghostbusters movie that I would absolutely not mind seeing had that movie not happened yeah, in right. a new ghost. In, in this, fact, I think yeah. Kristen Wiig, when she's... I don't think anybody questions the quality of the actresses yeah. in that movie. Right. Or any actors or actresses. Right, no. I, was I, in that to movie. me, it was Paul Figg through and through. It was his fault. Yes. Pure, pure and simple. It's the dude what ran it that yes. ruined that film. But um, uh, honest, honest to God... Paul Rudd is a good fit. Uh, they should have had Zack Snyder yes. do it. I would say, would oh my awesome gosh, Zack Snyder. <laughs> what? That would have been a great guy. Actually, actually oh, no. can we get Zach Braff? Can we get Zach Braff and Paul Rudd? Or do they, are they no. have too similar Braff, of a hairstyle? I, you know, Maybe you give one of them a haircut, throw them in the movie. Can like, we get Donald Faison as a Ghostbusters? What oh, I'm saying. Oh, dear Lord. Zach Braff's like three feet taller than Paul <laughs> I Rudd, right? No. He'd but be the like cool an thing, Egon. On top of that, the fact that Paul Rudd is a national treasure. Oh my god! And yep. and he is sure a decent, is. fine human being. Mm-hmm. On top mm-hmm. of it, this video he's just shows that he's wrong. a huge fan. I I think everybody loves it when you see someone this excited about a project being yeah. part of a project. He could have the smallest role in this movie, a couple of lines or whatever, but he is so excited, and that, honestly, that excites me. Honestly, predictions. What kind of character does he play? I, <laughs> I want you to say what I'm thinking. I, I doubt I'm going to say what you're thinking. The only thing that pops into my mind is, uh, oh, who's the who's the a hole from Ennis? the first one? <laughs> oh, oh, oh uh, the, the main one's got no wiener. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I can never remember that actor's name, but never... he was awesome for everything he, he ever was. did. He was. Um, <laughs> was he with the FDA? Yeah, something? no, no. The uh, is that what was it? I don't remember. It was environment EPA. He was with the EPA. EPA, that's what it was. And his name yeah. was Walter Peck. No. Yes, yeah. Is that it, something Walter Peck? Peck? Uh, it sounds familiar. I think Peck. I, th- th- that uh, or Money Pit. <laughs> let, let, let Discord. <laughs> Discord all. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, either way, um, fix uh, us. I, yes. I like that take, but see, but then Paul Rudd has to play. What is he like? The passive aggressive EPA guy? No. <laughs> what I want to see. <laughs> different take on that. Honestly, yeah. What on. I, yeah, like, like, hey, don't want to rain on your parade. Come on. But no, what I because this is a sequel. They're not going to go back to that well. I wouldn't think because this is a sequel to the original two films. 
One of them's not sh- coming back, right? Well, yeah, because he did. And it, guess what? He's <laughs> going to get fill a role. Guess what? He's going to get talked he? about uh, in the second half of this podcast as well, yeah, uh, because true. he was in our our feature uh, subject. Absolutely. But um, what I want to see is I want to see Annie Potts come back and train. Paul Rudd as the new receptionist—that <laughs> would be pretty good. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, it's kind of like well, we had Thor play the receptionist in one Ghostbusters. Yes. Do we really need Ant Man to play the receptionist in another Ghostbusters? Yeah, yeah. not really. Yeah, not? that's the thing. Yeah. Like Paul Rudd doing it could be great, <laughs> but that's like, he's going to be great in any role. Right. In the whole film. I was could, he, say. could he do it as Ant Man? <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with merging Ghostbusters. Yes, why not? They've merged Ghostbusters with Transformers. We might as well throw them in the MCU as well. That's right. That's right. That's the attitude I'm I'm, looking for. I'm not lying. They have an Optimus Prime that has Ghostbusters. If Ghostbuster logos on him, it's awesome. So why not? <laughs> what, just a figure? Why not? Does he turn was into there like a, hearse? a comic or a cartoon? No, it was, it was like a one-off, like uh, exclusive figure that it's it's basically Optimus Prime. It's the original G One Optimus wow. Prime that has it's it's painted white and it's got. It's I'll got tell you Ecto what, though. One basically. Speaking on of uh, cr- weird, unexpected Marvel crossovers, you're going to want to tune into next week's episode. Yes, because next week we are talking about John Belushi, and there is a a. Completely unexpected Marvel crossover that you're going to stick around. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I am so excited Don't to watch worry. that episode. <laughs> Don't worry, it's going to be it's going to be there. It's going to be there. So anyway, that I, I'm excited. Paul Rudd Ghostbusters. Yeah, I feel man. Good about that. And I, again, Ghostbusters is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Very simple. Let's cross our fingers yeah. that they they've got their finger on the pulse this time and they're going to do it right. Isn't uh, Ivan Reitman's son directing this one? Oh, geez, what? I just clicked off the story. Oh, I apologize. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, Hold up. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. I have not looked at any of this news recently. The last thing I read anything about it, other than seeing this video, uh, which I think I had muted, uh, was when they released that sort of stinger teaser that they did of the Ecto-1 oh, yeah. in a barn. If you guys haven't seen this, you need to go, because uh, it didn't get that much uh, hoopla, likely because it was so close to the release of the horrible movie. But it was, I think it was over a year ago at this point, uh, a very short YouTube video came out. It's a barn in the woods and the wind's blowing and you hear the, you hear the, like the music playing, I think. And as it, it goes into the barn and there's a, a vehicle with a tarp over it and it blows up and it's like the rusty back end of the Ecto-1, like abandoned in a barn. Nice. So, and there's like, there's like, there's like, there's like the lightning, you know, and all that stuff. It looks, dude, I got goosebumps, man. Ghostbusters, major part of my childhood. Nice. Major Nice. Second one's kind of terrible, though. We can all agree on that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> okay. Ghostbuster. Okay. Terrible? I don't saying. think I would call you know, it terrible. Some people say that Ghostbusters, <laughs> or that, that the, I'm sorry, Godfather Part 3 is a bad movie. Those people are is wrong. Godfather Part 3 is a fantastic movie. It's just not epically amazing like Godfather 1 and 2. And Coppola put his daughter in it. That's the only thing that's really I know. that's Because she was terrible. Uh, Sophia Coppola, <sighs> just stay a director because you are a terrible actress when you were a young lady. <laughs> she, just, she is such a dead fish in that movie. But regardless, Ghostbusters 2 is a good movie. It is, it is just not Ghostbusters 1. Simple as that. Yeah. Amen. Swat, Amen, brother. Way to put it. It's V. I'm in. Everything you're doing is bad. Are they going to get Bobby Brown back? You what? Are they going to get Bobby Brown back? 
Oh, they got to get, they got to, where is Bobby? Is he, is he dead from cocaine too yet? Did he drown in a bathtub from like the, two of his the family cocaine. members? From the, the cocaine? You don't want cocaine. no pot of this. Stay tuned shit. next week for more cocaine, by the way. <laughs> yeah, much more cocaine. <laughs> a lot Wait. more oh, cocaine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or That's probably right. there's equal be amounts of cocaine. From tonight to next week, all yeah. kinds of the cocaine. Well, there's going to be plenty of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually turning into the cocaine cast, <laughs> if we're just being honest. So. Well, speaking of cocaine... Actually, not at all, but uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> all right, so we have good news with Ghostbusters, but not so good news Uh-oh. this week. David Harbour, you guys who know who the David Harbour is? Hellboy yes, himself. Hellboy, yeah. Hellboy himself. The one that's not Ron Perlman? Stranger Thing. <laughs> yep. The dude, yeah. Sure. yeah. Not, not Ron Perlman. Yep. Hellboy. Hellboy man. Yeah, he's not very oh he's not very hopeful this week that there's going to be a sequel to. I've <laughs> I've not seen any of the Hellboys. That's the funny. Okay, 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 no. okay. That movie okay. flizz up. Howie, okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Here we go. Howie K. K. Howie K. You need to at least see the first Hellboy. Okay, the first Hellboy is good. The second Hellboy is fun. It is. It really is. I liked. There's no reason that I haven't, other than I just haven't. They're actually they're they're like comedic dark action movies. Yes, and they're fun for that reason, and they're over the top. The second, I mean, Guillermo del Toro went crazy with the second. I do like Guillermo. Oh man, the costumes, like all the practical effects, are insane. And when Guillermo's into something, you can tell. Yeah, you can tell it's his love child. Yes, it just comes out on screen. He is just a great filmmaker, and yes, both of those movies. Now, for whatever reason, part three was not made, which is why. They decided to keep the franchise alive and try a different route. Yeah, yeah I would say that brings us to this David Harbour, which is, uh, uh, from my understanding, I have not seen the movie. I've not seen it because it looks terrible. I like David <laughs> Harbour, but the movie right. legitimately, first off, the marketing was big a year ago and then they just stopped cold completely. Oh, yeah. Because like, they realized they really, they're like, we're not going to make this money back. Stop they spending. They released a trailer right. with the entire plot right there in it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's currently Why sitting at 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I think wow. because they knew they had a stinker on their hands, so they were just putting all their cards here's, on the table. Here's the movie. Don't go see it. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, so and to be honest, with you, to be honest it, with you, why did the makeup get worse? Like, Ron Perlman looked amazing, uh, but then David Harbour, who's got a great face... The makeup Aww. looked bad. Like he didn't have as much ability to express facially as Ron Perlman was. Right. It. Now, granted, Ron Perlman has He's made a kind career of a, yeah, of right. That. He, that's what he does, right? That's his where do we know these guys from? Uh, Ron Perlman. Ron yeah. Perlman. He's the dude with big teeth in every movie. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Ron Perlman. Do you remember the the Beauty and the Beast series from like the eighties? He was the beast. <laughs> Vaguely. With, uh, what's her what's her nuts? Oh, from, uh, Terminator. From yeah, Terminator. Linda Hamilton. Right. I mean, that yeah, was a long running series. I never oh, watched man, it. I watched my mom all the time. My mom and her friend watched <laughs> yes. it together to oh, give you some idea. They didn't get they together to watch TV, but they got together to watch that. So that was kind of his big thing back then. And he was in full makeup all the time. Yes. Yeah. He was beast. He's made a career because he's had such a big it's his face. It's unique. He's got a jaw like nobody's business. Yes. It never ends. He also Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Yeah, okay. He, yeah, uh, right. that hit me right yep. there. Yep. Sons yep. of Anarchy is where you can actually see him yes. in a major role yeah, for yeah, a long running with He's own. got a perfect face for that. Yeah, yeah he did. He was of... great in that show. In that movie, yeah. Highly recommended if you've not seen those. 
Go watch I'm it. I'm not going to watch the Beauty and the Beast. No, well, that's not fine. Beauty and no, the Beast. Hellboy, Hellboy, Hellboy. Let me put it this way. You got a demon from hell on the good side punching Nazis with his rock arm. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You can't get better than that. I know. I've, I've now, just laid. That's that's your elevator pitch. Now, right the, the new guy, what, who, where do we know him from? Uh, David Harbour. David Harbour, you know Stranger Things. He's, he's right, uh, okay. yeah, he's the, he's he's the, the sheriff. The, yeah. the sheriff in Stranger Things. And he's also, uh, anybody who's seen the- Popper. Uh, the well, yeah, he's been in Which, a lot of stuff. By the way, I was reading the. Uh, he played a good role in Newsroom. I've yet well. to see the season three trailer of Stranger Things. It's there's out, the new it? one, yeah, because there's like three of them. Oh, is there? I, I haven't also, seen any of them. Yet. I haven't watched the newest one either. I'm thinking about when's it come out on the fourth? Soon. Because yes. if it's out by next weekend, you yeah. know I'm going to waste my whole weekend Comes away binging. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, so excited. I, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, but I got to tell you, it was what they pulled off making Hellboy good enough to have a Hellboy 2, the Golden Army back then, was a miracle. And it, it really was, was cause it was a was Ron int- Perlman slash Guillermo del Toro miracle. Well, and and it's a comic that's not very widely read. Yeah. Widely well known. Yeah. So yes, to get a sequel. It just it was a miracle amazing. then. And I don't know that I don't know that the franchise itself is worth that much unless you've got that talent behind it. Not that David Harbour couldn't do it. Sure. I, I still well, don't I don't know. The, I don't and know. again, I haven't seen it, but my understanding is that it was a different take as well. I mean, it's a rated R version. Yeah, of the darker, movie. drier. Darker. Yeah. Oh, wow. mm, that's so, yeah, that's good. What? It's a demon punching movie. Nazis. How can it be rated R? I don't understand. <laughs> do they redo the whole origin story too? Is it? Yeah. Man, yeah. Again, I don't. I don't know. Do I they have? Do they have? Abe, is Abe Sapien in it? And is he played from by the dude what played him before? Who's currently on Star Trek Discovery? Wasn't it the guy? guy the yeah. guy that played him was Saru or whatever. Yeah, the, Saru. The, the body actor Saru. was mm-hmm. um was the it's dude his voice from, too from Pan, right? Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth. Yes, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, great movie. By no, the, the by no, he was his Pan voice in the Toro second too. one. In the first one, it was Niles Niles Crane. No, he was the frog in Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> was it really? In the it, first, said, it definitely sounded like him. The I first was actually, cowboy, it was Niles Crane. The voice. I was talking about Saru from Star Trek, but I did not know that it was two different voices. But yes. you're right. I remember when I first saw the movie, I'm like, that sounds like Niles. They said in the first movie it was Niles. In the second movie, they Fraser. they were like, we don't need. He's Niles. a good voice. Right. He's got, were, got a great right. voice. They said, you got a great voice. We're just going to use Normally, you. the dudes right. with the weird bodies don't have a great voice, yeah, but he right. does. Another dude famous for <laughs> yeah. always being in very heavy makeup. Yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. So, so anyway, no more. No, 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 Hellboy, at least not in the immediate future. Aww. I'm so sorry. I'm so, Aww. so sorry. Hey, don't worry. We still haven't seen this one. Once we do, maybe we'll be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's I hate gotta to hit, say it. It's got to hit Netflix first. But uh, anyway, that's all I had for news. Oh, my what? gosh. That was serious? so fast. That means it's already time what for the happened? Porkins Bite of the Week. Again? Wait a minute. I don't know if y'all know this, but in 1989, Judd Apatow had just seen the first five episodes of The Simpsons. He's like, I like that show and I want to be a writer. So the first thing he wrote was an episode of The Simpsons when he was young. That got made into a real episode and it aired in January of 2015. <laughs> 26 wow. years later. What? Wow. what episode was Boom. it? That's pretty cool. I had no idea. And it's topical. I'm going to tell you why. Because Judd Apatow was a co-writer and a producer on tonight's feature subject. It's right. Tonight, we're going to be talking about 
Well, Do- walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. What button should I hit? What I don't know. Uh, 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 are we- uh, okay. Yeah, why not, baby? Why not? We're reviewing this bad boy. Yes. Star Wars music applies to everything. Yeah, it's yeah. universal. That's right. Actually, it does apply to this. You know why? Why is that? You know why, Corey? Why? Because it was directed by the Jake. one and only... Jake Kasdan, Kasdan. Oh, brother of, of John Kasdan, oh, son, son of, of Lawrence, son Kasdan. of a gun, first of his name, father right. of <laughs> that Kasdan family. Here's Kasdan. the funny thing: I didn't realize till a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, that the, that Jake Kasdan was a co-writer and director of this film. In fact, this film was Jake Kasdan's idea. Really? Yes. Oh. And I was like. What is up with the Kasdan family being some of like my, like doing some of my favorite stuff? Doing good movies that don't do well at the box office. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord, it hurts me deep. Oh, Wounds me deep. Well, that's okay. We don't have to feel bad. We don't have to feel bad about our love for this film because uh Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story was released in 2007. Yeah, man. This movie oh, is wow. 12 years old. That- blows my mind okay now ladies and gentlemen you hear us quoting walk hard all the time now sometimes we've called it out we've talked about it <laughs> but we do it all the time that's the worst being cut in half i ever seen <laughs> like we do that all the time and we don't call it out so if you don't know this is a movie that is near and dear to fly casuals heart yes and mm-hmm. uh i don't know garrick does the first time you see it was it with me when you were in a few uh... weeks ago no, I've seen it. I'd seen it before that. Yeah, I th- but, but I, I think the we first time watched was. it together. Another, but the first time I saw it, me and Howie were over at Mike's old house. Yeah. And Mike conned us into watching this movie that we had no interest at all. I'm like, man, I want to see that John C. Riley bull crap. Because I, I didn't know. Like, I hadn't seen Ricky Bobby and all that stuff. Like, I did not know right. that John C. Like, I don't think I was. Like, I don't. Hmm. I don't think Tim and Eric had a show yet where John C. Riley was. I didn't know he had comedic chops. To me, he was just a weird guy from Boogie Nights. Sure. And Boogie Nights <laughs> is one of my t- my bottom five movies well, of I all time. Pri- and I think prior to this too, he was kind of seen as more of a like second hat, or I mean, like a not, friend of not, Will Ferrell, not yes. a leading line, <laughs> not, not a headline, not the leading man. Yeah. Yes, right, exactly. So, and uh, actually, before we started the cast, I was trying to remember how we how I was introduced to this before I introduced to you guys. I think. Back this is back before I cut the cable, and uh, <laughs> yeah. this is back when like H. Well, and they may still do it. I don't know because I don't have cable anymore. But you know, HBO and Cinemax and Showtime, they would have like free weeks, right? Oh, that right, would pop up. right. And uh, I think what it was is one of the, one of those um, like HBO had a free week, and I just oh, and so you okay, didn't have to do anything. Not? You automatically had free yeah, HBO I just for a week. Popped it, popped it on. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, that's. Funnier than I thought it would be. And yeah. then I was like, dude, you got to watch this. So, so knowing us, it was two in the morning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because back then, none of us had kids. Nope. Uh, For uh, all when, was, when was your first one born? Uh, 07. Oh, yeah. So Mike was on the cusp of kids, likely. I was on the cusp. That's right. <laughs> cusp of kids. And so we're up in the middle of the freaking night, and Mike pops this in. Did we go rent it? Did we run out? I think we run out and got the disc. Yeah, we had to. Have. Yeah. We, and we watched two movies that night, right? We did. And this is the second one. And right. all of we thought, Howie and I were convinced that we were too tired <laughs> yeah. and that this movie was going to suck right. so bad. That's and I was right. like, I was like, this movie's only going to be good because Mike's going to be laughing in his high <laughs> falsetto Alan Alda laugh the whole time. It's the only way it's going to be good. It's the only way it's going to 
make this movie good. Oh my. And, and you're right. We, we started this at like two in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh We'd already God. watched another movie. How dumb or I couldn't do that now. I oh no. Couldn't. I know. Yeah, I know. So, old so, men. So unappealing now. But <laughs> we laughed so hard, like our jaws were hurting. Like it was like I did I think we had to take a break in the middle of the movie because we were we're like, like I I had a massive headache <laughs> for laughing halfway so through for ha- right. laughing yeah. so hard. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that till just now. <laughs> And yeah, we took a break in the movie, went outside, had a smoke. <laughs> we're like, all right, breathe, we need to recuperate should, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, try to take yeah. A, yeah, breathe by putting smoke oh in our lungs, which yeah, was, really, was really was <laughs> really good with the headaches. Really good move. Yeah, and also the headache. Sure. <laughs> but uh but but yeah, and we laughed so hard that then what has happened and this has happened to a lot of people because this movie has become a kind of a cult. It is a cult film. classic now because it was not a box oh, yeah. office hit. No. no. It flopped hard. Right. This flop, flop hard. 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 <laughs> Down oh. lives, rocky road. Um, so yeah, this movie cost. It had a budget of thirty-five million. Yeah. Oh, that's not very high. No, they made it pretty cheaply. Surely yeah. they made that back. Right. Yeah, you would think. Right? They made twenty million at the oh, box office. Oh dear God. Oh 20? man. Total. What? First off, it's amazing <laughs> that they made a movie with so many people in it, I and know. like I know. all the music that wow. they wrote. And, oh, I mean, this doesn't look like a cheap film. At all, I mean, no. re, re, uh, some of the people that are in this this film: John C. Riley, of course, yeah. Jenna Fisher from from the Office, Office, right? There are three people from office. the Office, right? This movie. Kristen Wiig, yep, yep, Ed Helms, Ed Helms, yep. Jonah Hill, yeah, Justin Long. Yep. I mean, it had but the thing cameos. is, almost everybody in the movie, other than Kristen Wiig, John C. Riley, and Jenna Fisher, played a small right. role. I had Just, the Beatles. They in were it. cameos, basically. <laughs> the, the Beatles. Beatles. The Beatles. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah. yeah. Ant Man himself was a but Beatle. Ant yep. Man. Jack Be- Black was another. Only. Okay, let's just do it. Let's just do it, right? <laughs> Jack Black was Paul McCartney, <laughs> like you do. Fat, fat, yeah. Right. Fat Paul, Paul Rudd was uh was John <laughs> yes. Lennon, like you do. And the great thing is, even though they are completely, uh, and we'll get into this, they're completely miscast for this <laughs> uh, intentionally. They still had animosity. They still had the Paul John animosity <laughs> in that short scene. Crazy. They still nailed it. And then and then uh, let's see. Oh, I can never remember the actor's name. The dude what played Justin Ringo. Long. Justin oh, Long no, played George Harrison. Yeah, no, Schwartzman is. Yeah, yeah Jason Schwartzman, Schwartzman. played Ringo, <laughs> yeah. Ringo. And he yeah. is making this horrible fish face <laughs> to try to ugly time. himself up. <laughs> I'm Ringo of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, George Harrison of the Beatles? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. He always That's says a, names. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So one of the one of the ideas, okay, so Jake Kasdan comes to Judd Apatow and says, all right. So Ray just happened and Jamie Foxx just got an Academy Award. <laughs> right, right. And before that, there was Walk the Line yeah. with Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And Reese uh, Witherspoon is as June Carter. Uh, and we this biopic thing is out of control. We got <laughs> we got we, we, we got to make a satirical biopic. Is right. it biopic or biopic? I've heard it. Biopic I've heard it pronounced like both ways. I'm going to use biopic as an answer. There you go. That sounds medical. Yeah. Biopic biopic. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and so they sat down and 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 they wrote this together, and the amount of effort that went into the writing. Do you, okay, 
So what this film is, ladies and gentlemen, if yes. you haven't seen it, please. It is a satire of biopics of musicians. Now, having said that, we're going through a mu musical biopic renaissance right now. We had the Freddie Mercury one yes. last year, uh, which everybody says is not historically accurate in remotely any way. What? Because it was, it was Are a, you kidding me? It was a fun watch. It was, a, yes. it was a fluff film. But it was very much a fluff film. Hollywood didn't do <laughs> it. Was, it was historically produced by the, by the surviving members of yes. Queen. I mean, it come was. on, right? <laughs> so, but then now you've got the Elton John fluff pick, yep. which is produced Rocket by Man. Elton John. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, okay, okay, wait, hold up. So now the, the, they're really just called probably, bio fluff picks. Yeah, bio fluffers. Probably, uh, yeah, it's probably conceived on the set of Golden Circle. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling it was. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, because Elton John was in that movie. He was in that movie. And yep. the guy who plays so him was the, Lee. Yep. Yes, yeah. sir. That's right. Mm -hmm. Taron, Edger not, Taron not, Edgerton was Taron almost Edgerton. Han Solo. By the oh, way. that would have been sweet. That's true. I'm happy. I'm happy with what we got. I am too. Either yeah, way, me too. Um, so, but back then it was like a serious. Like now, no, nobody say. I mean, I don't know. People got really excited about the Freddie, Freddie Mercury thing, and it was a good movie. Um, but it was well. I shouldn't even say I it was like a good Rainy movie. Man it was enjoyable. Was it was fun watch. It was a fun watch. It's not structurally a very good movie. I like Mr. Robot. Yeah, Mr. It's Robot great. was oh, good in it. It, had, good its, uh, it had its problem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It definitely. And that Rocket did. Man. I haven't seen it, but that looks ridiculous. Rocket Man <laughs> looks. I'm not going near that until I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> Amen. Simple as that. I'm like, I'm not going to pay to watch someone just jag off about themselves for two and a half hours. <laughs> Well, some people. Anyway, um, yeah, so, that's not true. But back to what you were saying. Back, <laughs> don't you come back at the time this was made. It was a really the movies that the, the biopics were, were very serious, serious attempts at like telling people. These stories. People thought like Joaquin Phoenix got robbed, but then Jamie Foxx got the Academy Award right. for Ray, and everybody's like, "Wait a minute, Ray was just Jamie Foxx doing an impression of Ray Charles for two hours." Like, and I think there's a case to be had there. Like, I thought Jamie Foxx did a great job. But the range, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You could argue. So there was it was a big to do. All these musical biopics, right? And they're all it was it was all over the place. I think it all started with Jackson Five: The American Dream way back when. In the, <laughs> way what was it the early when. '90s? They made the miniseries Jackson yeah. Five: The American Dream. Yeah. I, and I, by the way, comes on TV, which I don't watch TV. Is that one? Of I'm not saying I don't watch the TV. Is I just that don't watch. Don't watch, watch, watch back when I looked at channels, <laughs> if that <laughs> was it's the like day. The Godfather. Right. If that's on, if it's on, it. Or a better movie that we talked about a little while. Yeah, Fifth Element. Yeah. 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 That's off topic. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, but then I mean, there was the the Jimi Hendrix one. I mean, they, they were coming out left and right, but these were the two: uh, Walk the Line and Ray were the two big ones in theaters at the time. And so they made they decided to make up this fictional character that was going to represent. All, All of, of it. <laughs> oh, another miniseries that definitely gets a lot of playtime in this one that I didn't mention was, I don't remember the name of it, but it was the Brian Wilson story from the Beach Boys. The Brian Wilson, actually, there's some... And that was played by the dude from Wings. <laughs> Which, one? Which one? Which one? The, the, the taller, less goofy one. Oh. Uh. Actually, this goes back a little bit to there was uh, this has a little bit of the doors in it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, now, which was actually done much earlier, but it's got a lot more than that. And we have a comprehensive list <laughs> yeah. at our disposal. <laughs> All right. So comprehensive. I like that. So what you have is there's things in this movie that are scene for scene pulled from these other films. But it's mostly I mean, let's say I would say if I had to break it down, the big the lion's share goes to walk the line. 
Yeah. And then yeah, Ray sure. is a close second. Mm -hmm. And then there's tons of other of, things of other littered things in. Just touched in. From right. like Great Balls of Fire, the Jerry Lee Lewis story, to yeah. like actual Elvis movies. Yeah. From Goodness back in the day that weren't even yeah. biopics. They were just Elvis's films. They <laughs> yes. took stuff from those. Like these guys did homework. Like his costumes? Costuming? Yeah. His costumes. <laughs> oh, there's so much Elvis all over his costumes. All over. Elvis is actually in the movie. Yeah. That's Elvis, right. Elvis is in the movie played by none other than Jack, Jack White, White of the White. Formerly of the White Stripes, who is who is obsessed with Elvis. Obsessed with Elvis. In fact, I heard him on uh, what is it the uh, what's that revising history or revisionist history oh, podcast? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he had him. Uh, Jack White was on there because they were talking about how Elvis in live performances could never get the words right in yeah, um, in uh, which song is it? Dang it! Fools One of his ballads. What's that? Was it, was it Fools Rush In? No, not Fools Rush In. It's the other big ballad that he had. Oh, yeah. He had a few. Uh, Jailhouse Rock. <laughs> it was definitely Jailhouse Rock. Either way, anytime he performed it live, he couldn't remember the, the soliloquy, the spoken soliloquy in the song that's really long. And he would not only flub it, he would like start cracking up. Like he would lose control. And they were talking about like, why? Why does this happen? And so they, he went to Jack White and Jack White was actually playing it and going through it. And they were analyzing like the emotions and stuff that come up. Really interesting stuff. Jack White huge he's got like original elvis manuscripts and yeah. stuff like that lives in nashville <laughs> yeah yeah he well elvis get, lived in memphis he did but I mean, he's as <laughs> yeah get as it right possibly be i guess and still yeah. be. they've shut down memphis uh because of the chernobyl nuclear disaster yes you can't actually enter it anymore you can only get to nashville <laughs> it went through the center of the earth it and kind of curved into you know. <laughs> hey, i watched the show i know yeah so anyhow me so, too you know just based on what you said you would, I could see this going one of two ways. I mean, it's either going to be brilliantly done, or this could be just a slapstick, stupid. Just Which obviously, is how it was, was just a, advertised. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. was. It was kind of advertised. Remember back then they were doing um, not another quotey finger yeah, thing. Yeah, movie. not another teen movie. Not not a, a, yeah, right. uh, all yeah. kinds of yeah, another horror Scary you know, movie. high school movie, yes. all that crap. Right, exactly. And so it was during a time where slapstick was big, <clears throat> huge. And or at they, least, you know, at least basically, they thought it was huge because they kept producing it. Yeah. And well, they were making those <laughs> movies for nothing. And the Wayne right. brothers were just raking it in, bro. <laughs> right. So, um, so yeah, all that's going on everywhere. And this movie comes out. And what they should have done is pitched it completely straight with maybe a little comedic hook on the end of the trailers. Instead, what they were doing, they were trying to do some like viral marketing. Like there was like, there were actual musicians, like they were trying to pitch it like it was a little too real. Like there was, I can't remember who it was, maybe John Mayer or somebody like that said, yeah, there's a good, strong possibility that Dewey Cox is my biological father and stuff. <laughs> like, and people are I like, what, are, what is this? What are, yeah. what are you doing? I do remember <laughs> some of that. You're right. Yeah. But no one could have predicted how magnificently put together this film would end up being. Despite the fact that it is over the top ridiculous. It is so lovingly crafted. It, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, it's just, you go into this thinking it's going to be a bunch of fart jokes and, mm -hmm. and toilet humor. And it is, like you said, every joke, I mean, every performance, direction, mm -hmm. writing, the crafting of the songs, the songs are brilliantly written Do you written know how many performed. songs, yeah, how many songs they wrote? Do you know, just off the top of your head, take a guess, how many original songs do you think they wrote for this film? 16. Not, not that made it two. in. I'm going to say 30. 40. 40. Wow. 40, 40. songs original written. Songs. They didn't all make it in. Right. But they wrote 40 That's original amazing. songs. And the thing is, it wasn't just them 
writing the songs. Right. The songs in this movie, you know, one of my favorite movies is A Mighty Wind. Yeah, right. I love that film. That's if you're into the Christmas that's, that's, that's a another great film that movie. has a lot of very well crafted music. Right, because the stars of that movie are incredible musicians, musicians. I mean, yes. they did Spinal Tap, right? All that stuff, right? All these Christopher Guest films. <clears throat> and uh, so they're like, they wanted to do another musical film, which they hadn't done since Spinal Tap, right? Or This Is Spinal Tap, or mm -hmm. whatever, excuse sure. me. And uh, and and so they made like they're legitimately good, and so then they make these satirical songs that are legitimately good, <laughs> right? You know, that performed are, well. They're not they're <clears throat> not jokey. I mean, they're jokey. No. You listen to the lyrics and you crack they're, up. The lyrics are parodying something, yes. And their costumes and behavior are parodying something, but they are dead serious about the quality of the music. <laughs> dead and serious. That is exactly how Walk Hard comes off to me. In for the most part, right? Like I'm like someone in this jokey scene. It's not even. A full song like the intro of tonight's episode the that's amore. the country western <laughs> version of that's amore which that statement is a genius thing <laughs> without even hearing the song what if there was a country western version of that's amore there's comic genius right yes, there like who would absolutely. ever and then they did it well and it's they didn't even do the whole song you can't buy the track you can buy a lot of the music on amazon yeah right. and, and itunes that whatever one. that not that one they're just like, nah, it's just a scene. Eh, it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, I want it. I want to listen to it. It's terrible. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so yeah, this what they did is they fired on all cylinders to make this as believable as possible. Like, if it weren't for the gags, the jokes, the extremely long times that there's naked wieners on screen. <laughs> oh, yeah, there are wieners. Yeah, don't see this with your kids, folks. Oh, Sorry if you didn't no. listen this far before you ran out and, and rented it off Hulu or whatever. Yeah, right. Family movie night. Woo! <laughs> yeah, that would work for a couple minutes only. But Until the got cut in half. Now, let me tell you, we talked about how, it didn't do, how the movie didn't do that well. No, Critics yeah, right. actually liked it. Roger really? Ebert, who notoriously is hard on comedies, but I don't know, he got softer as he got older and he couldn't talk anymore and stuff like that. Three out of four stars. Oh, uh, cool. Certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Completely tanked. Well, yeah, yeah, right. I, it, well, like you said, just I, it's one of those you just have to be, I, I want to say you have to be in that headspace. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that's always in the headspace for that kind of movie. I was going to say, if I'm not in the headspace and that comes on, I can quickly it'll get, get you there. Yeah. It gets yeah, you there. Right. It takes you that extra mile. I, but just because, like you said, though, it's just so <clears throat> well crafted and just you can just you can feel the love coming off the screen. You know, the, the thought put into it, the, the craftsmanship. <laughs> and we're Elton John. The, Elton the John. quality. <laughs> the quality. I'm going to read you the IMDb storyline synopsis. Okay. And then I have a follow-up before we get before we get off. So I'm going to read this. It's just a paragraph. Ready? No. The up and down, okay, no. uh, up and down, and up again story of musician Dewey Cox, whose songs would change a nation. On his rock and roll spiral, Cox sleeps with 411 women, <laughs> marries three times, has 36 kids, stars in his own 70s TV show, collects friends ranging from Elvis to the Beatles to a chimp, and gets added to and then kicks every drug known to man. But despite it all, Cox grows into a national icon and eventually earns the love of a good woman, longtime backup singer Darlene. Okay? That's IMDb. Yeah. All right. Here's the first... 
couple sentences of Wikipedia's plot synopsis. Oh, no. To contrast against. In Springbury, Alabama, 1946, young Dewey Cox accidentally cuts his brother Nate in half with a machete. <laughs> <laughs> the trauma causes Dewey to lose his sense of smell. <laughs> Dewey meets a blues guitarist who discovers Dewey's a natural musician. I... <laughs> Neither of these is incorrect. <laughs> That's true. That's, <laughs> but I'm reading that IMDb one. You're like, what is that off the box? That's not telling you what's really going on here. Even though it's true. Uh, the loss of the sense of smell. Forget <laughs> his brother. You're going smell blind. Oh my. Okay, so what does that take from? That's directly, that's a parody of Ray. Yes. This movie kicks off in uh, the first scene in this movie, and I don't, I'm not going to go scene by scene, I swear, even though I could, good Lord, I could. Oh, yeah. Um, Dewey Cox is standing in a hallway, and you see him in silhouette. You don't even see John Cirelli's face. He's in silhouette. The hair is a glow yes. from the light behind him. He's leaning against the wall, and the dude Mr. who you've Cox, seen. Mr. The dude, Cox. Yeah, this guy comes down. He's like a stagehand. He's, been, He's running. been on every like 11 p.m. Comedy Central TV show. Running ever. through the, the Yeah, running through studio, the hall. Yeah, yeah running yeah, through the studio. Yeah. Mr. Cox, Mr. you're Mr. on. You're Mr. on. Mr. Cox, you're on. And then Tim Meadows, old man Tim Meadows, like, <laughs> what? Steps into view and goes, you're going to have to give Dewey Cox a minute. Dewey Cox thinks about his life before he goes on stage. Now, the reason why I bring that up, those shots, <laughs> the the actual camera angle, the cinematography in that is basically replicating two of Johnny Cash's album covers. Yes. Yeah. That's a, it is yep. literally a direct recreation of Johnny Cash just for the shot, yes. one of the opening shots of the film. Oh, uh, it's amazing. So, but then from then on, like right after that, you go back into his life story, okay? Starts off as kids. And it's basically him and his brother Nate playing, <laughs> hey, Dewey, let's go play. And like, all right, let's not do anything too dangerous. So what are they doing? They're bullfighting in the field. Before you, before <laughs> you even get that, though, you get the setup that the brother, not, oh, yeah. Dewey, not Dewey, but the brother is like an amazing musician. Oh, and yeah, that's sing, right. And he's talented and he's got, he knows how to do science and math. Right. And <laughs> but, but they go out and they start playing all these horribly dangerous games, but everything's fine. <laughs> like, they're, they're like, let's not get too crazy. But like, I don't even remember everything they're doing. Oh, they're my just, God. But they're, everything is just horribly dangerous. They're running from the bulls. And this is a, this, yeah, exactly. They actually have a bull. Like they're getting up in a tree and running away from a bull. Um, this scene is a direct parody from Ray, the opening, in the opening scenes of Ray, where you've got Ray's little brother's like, come on, Ray, let's play pirate or whatever. And he's getting up and he falls in a wash tub and drowns in front of Ray, Ray Charles. All right. Okay. By this biographical stuff here. Don't laugh now, Mike. Don't laugh now. That's bad. That's not funny, Mike. And then, and then inexplicably <laughs> in the coming, movie, though. Ray goes blind. And so the movie makes it sound like, well, he saw his brother die, so he went blind. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not possible. I've watched Band of Brothers. I know things can happen. Okay. But yeah, that's a little bit of a stretch. And so they they parody that with they're doing all this dangerous stuff. Everything's fine, but then they go in the barn, and his brother wants to play machete fight because because you have <laughs> machetes in the barn. Yeah, as you do. As you know, you do. Dad don't yeah. like us playing with his machetes. <laughs> <laughs> so they start sword fighting with machetes, and and Dewey cuts inexplicably, and Dewey cuts Nate. And oh, there it went. There's yeah. the real spill. That's it. That's, there we go. That's twice in one podcast. Mike knocked over glass. One was a spill, and one was an empty. So uh, I don't know where you're going to find anything. Tell that off right now. You can talk. I'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, and so Dewey ends up unexpectedly cutting Nate completely in half. And Nate's top half is on the ground and his bottom half is still standing next to him. He's like, Dewey, 
I'm halved. <laughs> <laughs> because you you still survive naturally when you're cut in half in, in cut this in half pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, looks pretty bad. But as a result, like right after when the parents are reacting and the doctor gives him the bad news that he can't bring the kid back from being cut in half, uh, Dewey loses his sense of smell. <laughs> He's like, Mama, I can't smell nothing. You gone oh, smell you blind. You gonna smell blind. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that for the rest of the movie. Oh my gosh. I mean, we could go scene by scene, but literally almost every famous musician that had, I mean, I think the only thing we didn't see is like a Joan Baez is about it. Actually, do you mind? Here, uh, you want to hear a list of all the musicians spoofed in the film, like directly spoofed? Please. Johnny Cash, obviously. Obviously. Ray Charles, obviously. Yes. Bob Dylan. Bob we had, Dylan. We had the black and white where he's arguing with the interviewer, <laughs> and then he's out singing the Midget Man song in front of the Washington <laughs> yes. Monument. Yes. David Bowie. Roy yeah. Orbison. Queen. I can't tell you that word. That one. Meatloaf. Uh, David Crosby. Meatloaf. Jim Morrison, Harry Chapin, Don McLean, Elvis Presley, The Cars, Christopher Ward of the Ramones, <laughs> Nelly, Tim McGraw, The Beatles, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, Stevie Wonder. Uh, oh, oh, here's here's the thing. Uh, you might not have known this. Stevie Wonder lost his sense of smell after a car crash. Oh. Did not know that. How can you know. be like, I'm blind, but it's okay. Oh, blind there went my smell. And you can't smell. <laughs> wow. I thought your senses were supposed to accentuate yeah. when you, yeah. not when you get like in the car. Apparently not. And Michael Jackson, uh, in, when it comes to the uh, chimp and the giraffe, his house. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> the giraffe. I'm taking the monkey with me. You keep your dang monkey. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, yeah. This You'll never film, amount to nothing. <laughs> You're a dickhole. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. You can tell that even though this movie is like lovingly crafted, like at times shot for shot, you know, like being like all the way to like the film looking slightly different. I'm not sure that it was actually shot on film or digital or what, but like different scenes. Like, yeah, like I said, black and white scenes. Some scenes are like a little grainier and other scenes are more bright and colorful. Like, it's the genre of the film right changes jumped, throughout. Jumped, yes. Oh man. Yep. It <laughs> is brilliantly <It's> just, executed. <laughs> right. <laughs> A lot and, of thought put into and it. And Tim Meadows. Mm-hmm. And Tim Meadows. Tim you don't Meadows want no too. part of this. Okay, we we joke about that one all the time. <laughs> Bursting in and Tim Meadows is doing drugs with the bandmates on doing that's exactly a scene from Ray. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And see, he comes in and then they're like, like, get out of here, Ray. You don't want a part of this. Like it's, ex- it's exactly that, you know, but it's Ray- the cheapest <laughs> drug known to man. It's no. not habit for me. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you sleep even better. <laughs> it makes sex better. <laughs> but, Classic. but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even know because this film is just, there's so many different scenes that are all hilarious in a totally different way in a different style. I don't even know how to approach like a linear discussion <laughs> about it. All I can do is sing its praises from scene to scene. Everything is hilarious. All the different satire that's going on. Well, I mean, I think, I think you can, you can hop. <laughs> we, I, we could, you know, talk about each of the actors performances. John C. Riley, obviously. John C. Riley sang every song. Yes, and played guitar in most of them. Wow, that was actually him. That amazingly impressive. talented, impressive, amazingly talented John C. Riley. This movie is what made me 
like suddenly go, okay, no, I was he's, wrong. He's, I was wrong. Right, I right. agree. Yeah, I mean that. I before that movie, I just always saw him as just kind of a sidekick. Yeah, just you know, or, or like you said, kind of smaller roles, whatever. But that that showed me that he had the chops to do, you know, bigger and better things. And, yep. And uh, he's he's you know done more since then, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, his performances not just there, but the comedic chops are there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just he's just he was really on it and whoever he was acting with too. I yeah, mean, it didn't matter. It really didn't. I mean, I mean, from Jenna Fisher, who at that point we'd only seen her in like right. the office and uh, what that ice skating movie with Will Ferrell and Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Like she comes in playing this character where she's totally, you know, she's got that Gene Carter <laughs> thing going and she sells it. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to say she's the best, no. but first off for, for what this Jenna is. Fisher is just, Gorgeous. She was gorgeous in that movie. She's yet. gorgeous in everything. She's so <laughs> gorgeous. But like on top of that, she's really selling like right. this character right. character. Right. You know. Darlene. 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 <laughs> Is that but, wait, no, it's Darlene. Yeah, There's a whole song yeah. in the movie called Darlene, but he's clearly right. singing about his the woman that he loves, Darlene, who is not his wife, right? Who is Kristen Wiig, who keeps telling him that he's not going to mount anything, that he needs to give up on a dream. I'm doing Cox's 14 year old girlfriend or 12 year old girlfriend. <laughs> and like, you hear that? You hear one, that? Every scene, she's like, "You're not going to mount to nothing, you big selfish dickhole," and stuff like that. And at one point, dreams. he's called, "Yeah, you need to give up on your dreams." At one point, he calls her on the phone. They're talking like, "Hey, baby, I just want to let you know." Okay, okay, well, I'm taking family. All right, okay. All right, well, I'll see you later. All right, you're not going to mount to nothing. <laughs> like, she's like on the phone casually, like, you're you're worthless. And it's usually uh, after they talked about all of his accomplishments that yeah, he's had recently. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because he's already on top of I everything. Got, I got a number one song. Honey. Okay, you ain't going to mount to nothing. Everything's, you know, everything's fine here. All right. So, but, not, even, not even people that he was, you know, had significant screen time with even the people that he just shared cameos with. Oh, people, you know, just Frankie Jack, Muniz is buddy. The Holly. Muniz, the Muniz scene is hilarious. It's funny that you thought that because that's exactly that's, what I was thinking that's, in my mind. That's what you're saying with the Beatles, uh, how he was saying how he always called everybody by their full name. Yeah. Yes. It's because they, in, they decided strategically Apatow and Kasdan decided to miscast Everyone. Everybody, yes. Do not try to make it realistic <laughs> right. because we're putting every everybody that was ever in the industry in this movie. Right. And so let's so just let's take make... Frankie Muniz and put some horn room glasses yeah. on him and call him Buddy Holly. Yeah, Frankie Muniz, who's two feet tall, and Buddy Holly was actually tall. Right. And he's standing there, he's like, he's like, well, he's like, well, I don't know, Buddy Holly. Like, <laughs> just so that you're sure you know who he's who talking is, to, yes, right? <laughs> I don't know, buddy. I don't know if I can follow Elvis. <laughs> Elvis, man, you really killing that crowd tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he leaves and he's like, did you understand what he just said? But no, seriously, people that just like the Jack White and the Munez, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a small amount of screen time that he had with each of those people were just... There was just I don't know chemistry. No, and, but and what's they, the what's the exception here? They had all these old music stars. What's the exception of what we're talking about? It's when he's got a '70s variety show, and it becomes <laughs> he becomes friends with all of these people who are famous in the '70s, yeah, right. and they played themselves. <laughs> that was now, that's, and they looked good. Yeah, 
Now, some of some of that, because Patrick Duffy. Yes, you mentioned the three marriages. Now, some of that—that's the extended cut that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. No, that that scene was definitely way elongated. In the unrated version, you get a lot more of these famous people from the '70s who are 40 years older, and, and they just, still look good, and I'm they're just, playing themselves. I'm just gonna say this too. I mean, a lot of times, unrated versions mm-hmm. or extended cuts or director's cuts or pretty shitty yeah because, because they didn't go through the real good editing process right exactly and they just add them back in for yep. just you know to sell more discs or whatever yep. but that extended cut is actually Legit. as good or better Legit. because especially if you want more wieners there's a, there's a little bit <laughs> more, more wieners. Wieners. but yes the whole 70s thing <laughs> where he was he was married more. to cheryl teagues for yeah he was married to because he had three coexisting three, marriages he was, was married to all three it was 2007 <laughs> cheryl teagues playing 1970s cheryl teagues and she was Gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> and it was hilarious. It was. I just, oh my gosh, that was brilliant. John was C. Rice so in an interview and he's talking about, he's like, man, I got to, I got to kiss everybody. I was kissing. <laughs> There are people I was kissing that I was in love with when I was a kid. I was kissing up on everybody. Oh, my gosh. Because, yeah, he really has his lips on everyone. Even the chimp. Kiss the chimp. Kiss the chimp. You're yeah. right. So You're right. But, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, you've, you've got all these intentionally miscast people, but then you got people cast to literally play themselves 40 years out of date. I mean, the brilliance. And you know Invol- what? Not, like, and, and just not worrying about it. Just going, no, it's going to work. And it, was, it wasn't it was just the movie, too, in terms of plot and, and moving things forward. It wasn't just hitting those scenes from the movies that you're talking about that no, it's parody. Yeah, right, right. For example... You know the the first time that he performs with his his twelve year old buddies. Oh yeah, no, they're at fifteen. They're fifteen. Or fifteen. You know, his at, girlfriend at, was twelve, played by Kristen right. Wiig. <laughs> yeah. So they're playing. They're playing at the school. You know, hold my hand. So that was totally just kind of because you know back then you know rock and roll was hitting in the fifties mm-hmm. and, yep. and it was called the devil's music. But that's and all the thing. That stuff. In every movie that takes place around then, it's like the whole town has a fit because of rock and roll. <laughs> right. So in this movie, rather than have, they've only got one scene to convey this because they got yes, way too much right. movie. So rather than have the whole town's reaction go on after the performance, instead they do it all right the teenage girls just stand up and burst their shirts open with their bras <laughs> hanging out, and all there just happen to be priests in the audience yeah. holding up their Bibles. Yeah, and it all happens all in vomiting. There's just one scene. It all happens right there in the theater. And of course, you get this shot of Kristen Wiig, and he kind of points at her in the crowd, and she's like smiling, looking back. A direct copy of the shot from Great Balls of Fire, where Quaid is pointing down at a at a at a Winona Ryder, okay. as who was his like his second cousin or something, but he right, ends up marrying right, her. Right, right. It's like exactly the same shot, and she's like doing the same thing. I love it. The guys are the guys are pulling switchblades on each other and lighting up doobies. Yeah. <laughs> I pointed at you. That means you're my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, that's- <laughs> I'm your girlfriend. Well, I, I pointed at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing cats over your girlfriend. It's such a throwaway line, but I just heard the way she says it. She just like screams. So it. you gotta love it too. So after the performance, they're back at the house, and like the priest is there trying to calm everybody down, and everything, and then the dad, the relationship with the dad, the is- wrong kid, dad. <laughs> so yes, he cuts his brother in half, but his the brother was the one dad. who was supposed to be a big. Success. He was supposed to be the great and one, the, bring the family out of and poverty. Of, co- of course, the the brother was like before he dies. He's he's like you got to be double great, Dewey, for the both of us. <laughs> So of course awesome. the, the father the whole time you know has this tenuous relationship with awesome. him because you know the wrong kid died and blah 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 and he gets kicked out of the house and oh man it's good stuff man it really is and of course throughout <laughs> his life he's revisited by the ghost of Nate oh 
Which, which, okay. So, which is one of the best scenes in the whole movie is when grown-up Nate shows up. I'm going to blow your mind on this. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I'm going to blow your mind. So, grown-up, for again, inexplicably, grown-up Nate shows up, and it's fat Jonah Hill. Yeah. Before Jonah Hill lost away, he's still tubby Jonah Hill. <laughs> right. Still- right. <laughs> and, like, he, he gets visited by Nate a couple times, but then later on in the movie, for whatever reason, he turns, he just grows up in front of him, and it's Jonah Hill. Yeah. He's like, the hell are you doing, Dewey? <laughs> and yeah, like Garrick said, the, my, the favorite thing that Joe, the Jonah Hill says, I was going to be awesome. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. You know, when they're, awesome. you know, when they're kids, they talk about what they want to be when they grow up. And I'm going to be an astronaut. Astronauts didn't even exist <laughs> yeah, right. at the time where that's supposed to take place. I wasn't even a word. Astronaut, land on the moon and fight space aliens. <laughs> <laughs> space All of this was like in 1940 something. Right, 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 right. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's how I'm going to blow your mind. All right. Nate grows up inexplicably and yes. becomes Jonah Hill, right? Yeah. It's not inexplicable. Okay. This is based on a real thing. Oh, Johnny Cash in his biography stated that uh, he talked to his brother who died, which and it was a grown-up version of his brother. Huh? It, oh yeah, because I you know I mentioned how that was a scene from Ray is it's actually both of those films have the, have a have a dead brother, huh. so you had to have a big dead brother right thing in this movie. right. Uh, and so he would talk to her, and he said that anytime he talked to his brother, and I forget his brother's name right off the right off the bat. I'm not gonna dig through my notes. He was always aging with him. Uh, and like, even as an adult, he talked to him into his adult years and he was always, he always was two years older than gotcha. Johnny Cash was. Huh. Interesting. So they actually, that was actually a thing. A thing. That nobody knows it. People go see this film or nobody did, but people see this film now. Understand don't even realize why that was a thing. That, that, yeah, he becomes Jonah Hill because Johnny Cash said he was actually talking to his Again, I mean, that, brother. that just points to the brilliance of the people that wrote this movie. And that, the I amount mean, of homework they put right. into it. But then they're like, it's, it's just, it's a contrast between they put so much research and effort into it but at the same time rather than have kid versions just oh you know just have her say she's Dewey Cox 12 year old girlfriend so they know that (laughs) adult Kristen Wiig is 12 years old just have him call everybody by their whole name so that they know like that's fine that's fine but as long as we get this really good stuff in you know that's the whole film right there yes oh man and and the periods you got you got to love because you're right it starts in the 40s and pretty much goes into the 90s right yeah because you got at the end of the movie, you've got uh, Pearl Jam and Jewel and stuff. Yeah, on introducing him for his Lifetime Achievement <laughs> right. Award. Right, right. Uh, and and you know, of course, he's had the fall. It would just—it's like walk the line. He got so hard into drugs and stuff like that that he was just mismanaging his entire had life. Thanksgiving on the big trampoline. Yeah, oh God, well, that's when he's going through his Brian Wilson phase. <laughs> yes. You need to watch that Brian the Wilson Brian miniseries. Wilson phase, he yes. lost his damn mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually Jeez. watched him get the Kennedy Center honors. That was a great show. That was an amazing show. He, he, it's like he doesn't know how to smile anymore. Like his mind is half fried from the drugs now. He is, yeah, right. Uh, drugs. But, but, but yeah. Bril- they, brilliant musician. Brilliant Jeez. musician. Beyond, yeah just genius musician. And so you have that whole, like that's a significant chunk of the movie, especially the extended cut, the whole Brian Wilson phase in the, Gotta get the perfect the, sound. Was when it the try- late sixties? Yeah. Right? When he's trying to get the, the he's trying the to create big, the perfect epic, magnum opus. Yeah, right. <laughs> which doesn't end up being his magnum no. opus, but it's called black sheep. <laughs> right. bye, bye. And so he's got like, he's got Bushmen with drums. Uh, it's ridiculous. He's got yes. a goat with a microphone, a full F- orchestra. 50 people in this, this, uh, this is a literal studio. scene. It looks exactly like the scene from the Brian Wilson. <laughs> like he literally, 
<laughs> had this entire thing and he's trying to get the perfect sound and he's just LSD'd out of his freaking right. mind. Right. But yeah, I, I have a feeling, I don't remember, I don't remember specifically, but I have a feeling the Thanksgiving on a trampoline where everybody was sitting around yeah. on a trampoline trying to eat their Thanksgiving dinner, have <laughs> dishes and stuff sitting on the trampoline. That has got to come from something. It has to. It it's has a massive to. trampoline. <laughs> it is. And then he gets up mad and walks off and all the dishes just go everywhere. <laughs> Oh my! I don't think that was in the theatrical cut. I think that was, that might have only been in the. the yeah, I don't remember the. Uh, I don't remember the trampoline in the original cut. Yeah, I, I mean the 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 studio scene where he's. Oh trying yeah. To, to get when they're the trying to get the perfect right. sound and the band's getting mad, like why can't we just play the music the way we used to? Right. You know, and those those guys are great. We got to talk about the recording of Walk Hard. Yes. Right. Yes. So <laughs> it's when he walks into the Dewey's studio. first time in his studio <laughs> recording, and that's when they start. They're playing. That's they're, Amore. That's Amore. Yep. And, and he, I, they're studio musicians. The guys he's in there with are two. Guys yeah, he he's never met them. Met them. He's yeah, he's never met them before. <laughs> and they're playing that. That's Amore. <laughs> Country and he style. cuts it. He goes, son, son, cut that out. You, 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 cut that out right now. <laughs> that is the worst. That's amore I, I have ever heard. heard. <laughs> what you just did to that's amore. I don't think it's you can unforgivable. Yeah, it's unforgivable. I don't think you can ever recover from this. <laughs> and of course, the people who discovered Dewey when he was playing in the uh, the the black nightclub. Yes, that's right. He was sweeping floors at the nightclub. Sweeping floors, right? and then the song that he sings, "Forgive Me, Everyone," is called "You've Got to Love Your Negro Man." <laughs> and the reason for that is that the normal musician who's played by what's it, Craig? Uh, it's the Richard guy from, from, guy from, from the, the Office. Oh, okay. I think I, I'm, I'm in the neighborhood. His name. I know Craig him Robinson? from. Uh, I know him from uh, Hot Tub Time. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Hot Tub Time. Yeah, naturally you would. You would. Wow. But he, he's the Last he's the nightly standing. musician in this club, and he gets like sick. Like he messes up his hands. That's what he it can't, was. He cannot play. He can't yes. play the guitar. He's got his hands messed up like Back to the Future style, like bandages and blood. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so Dewey. Who's the only white dude in the joint is just pushing the brooms. He's like, I, I, I know I the can, music. I, I could do, do it. it. I watched him every night. This is actually from an Elvis movie. I can't tell you which one because I didn't have time to look it up, but there's an Elvis movie where he plays like a busboy in a club and the guy come, like, brings him over. He's like, the lady here tells me that you can sing. I don't know. I guess I'm, I guess I'm all right. And he's like, well, are you making the lady a liar? You can either sing or the lady's a liar. So he makes him get up. And so he gets up from the club and sings the blues. In you this know, actual black and white movie, I also so. love the club owner in that one. Because oh yeah, that guy's everybody's great. Everybody's the dude from Coming to America. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. Anyway, he's pushing the brooms. He goes, "I can do it." And the club owner looks at him. He goes, "I must be out of my damn mind." <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is, is he, he doing he, Negro Man? Yeah, he does. He's doing Negro Man. He does. He does the set exactly like yeah, that's the, the original. Dewey is unaware that it's weird for a white guy to be singing this song. He is completely oblivious. And, and at first, the audience is the looking audience at him like, is looking like standing up, getting ready to fight him. Or but <laughs> he's so good that they just can't control themselves and start <laughs> erotically. Once he was like, I run this club so that, was a, so that black people could come here and dance, dance erotically. erotically. <laughs> Everybody in this movie is perfect. So then, so naturally, what happens? The Hasidic Jew music yes. producers wander into the black nightclub. <laughs> Inappropriate from head to toe, this whole film. 
And it's who is it? It's Harold Ramis. Yeah, Harold Ramis. Harold 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 Ramis uh, it, it, from Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, right? And several right, other wonderful right, right. things and amazing, amazing uh, career. Who was one of the other guys? Uh, it was uh, it was uh, Gilfoyle. Gilfoyle, yes. Uh, who was in? Yeah, that's right. We're calling him Gilfoyle. I don't remember the actual name. But Gilfoyle from uh, from Silicon Valley. He's also from Freaks and Geeks. So, aka part of Judd Apatow's actor entourage, uh, right? Right, right. And then I can't remember the other guy, but he's I think the guy from uh, from uh, the from that show that I hate about the nerd people, Big Bang Theory. Oh, no, he's later. Yeah, he's, okay, he's, he comes later. He's the son of one of the original oh, three. Oh, that's right. You're right. That yeah, was the, the one for Big guy, Bang Theory. The third guy, I don't think I knew, but yes, the guy, the Big Bang Theory guy is like the son of him back in the in the 90s. And their names so. are like, and, and what it, Ram, Ramos' Never. name is, is, is Lechayim. <laughs> that's his name. Like, they don't even try. <laughs> we need a Yiddish name. No, we don't. Just call him Lechayim. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> they're good. They've rehab. got, they've got as, as Ms. Pat would say, they got the curly fries going down yes. the side of their face. You got rehab. Yeah, rehab. rehab. I want to get rehab? to that scene. <laughs> That's actually kind of why I want to describe these characters. Anyway, they're the ones that take him in to that first recording. Right. Yes, and uh, and they're sending, They're like, oh, this is terrible. Like, like they're agreeing with the studio guy. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, son, I, I've got some other song. Or son, I'm going to give you 15 more seconds, but I can tell you right now that there is absolutely no way on God's green earth that you are going to be able to redeem yourself from what you just did. <laughs> Referring to the recording of That's More. Right. And um, he, it, this, is, this is a scene directly out of Walk the Line. <laughs> directly out of... In fact, it's a scene out of Ray, too. Ray goes in trying to sound like somebody, and, and Johnny Cash goes in trying to sound like somebody else. And in both movies, they're like, oh, no. do your own sound. It's and a so trope. <laughs> he has this moment where John Zero steps to the mic, and he starts actually playing... Yes. Walk hard, like on the guitar. You see right. his fingers; he's playing it. He looks at the guys. He's like, "Just follow me," and they're like, "Dewey, they Dewey." We've we don't know this song. this song. We don't even know this song. He's like, "Just follow me," <laughs> which I love. Yeah, he gets this like real serious. Just follow me. There's then, no way on God's green earth that this could happen. Yeah. But yeah, and so he starts playing, and they're looking at him like he's like. He's like, walk hard, hard. And they're just looking at him like, what's he doing? The and then the pianist starts singing. The, no, yeah, the pianist like goes, <gasps> and turns around, ding, ding, just immediately starts playing. And then the dude who's Dr. Spaceman from 30 Rock. And, he's playing and the upright he's bass. In a, yeah. He's got the upright bass, and he just starts leaning into the microphone and singing, like panic look on his hard. face, singing the exact lyrics yes. at the same time that Dewey is singing them, it's even so, though they don't know this song. So brilliant. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It is just so good, and they basically take that cut. But 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 we didn't even get that far. <laughs> Literally, it's he gets up. And then he goes walk hard, and immediately the dude that said there is no way you can do turns around to the Jewish guys and goes, hmm, that's amazing. So I, I the re reason why I wanted to bring up uh, uh, Ramos as as the Hasidic Jews, uh, you know, Dewey does jail time. He's in prison for That's a while, right. and uh, Lachaim comes in to talk out. to him. <laughs> and this is something that I think I kind of knew, but I didn't know for sure. Like I was, I knew something was amiss when I when we watched the extended version. He sits down to talk to him, and he's like, he says, "Let's speak in." Uh, he, he's speaking Yiddish. He says, Let's speak in the mother tongue. What's the word for mother tongue? I don't remember the word is. Right. Uh, uh, it, it's like a mama or something like that. And hey, let's speak in the mother tongue 
so that the guards don't understand what we're talking about. <laughs> so he then starts to speak to Dewey in Yiddish, and when Dewey talks back to him, it's in German. <laughs> but that's not stated in the film. It's, you have to know. You have to recognize. Wait a minute. He's speaking Yiddish. He's speaking German. Everything's fine. It's her, it's her own mother tongue. Yeah, it's yeah. his mother tongue. <laughs> Yiddish and German. Two languages meant to go together, clearly. Clearly. We won't speak. So so yes, then you get to the point where he's like, he's telling me he should go to rehab, but rehab. in Yiddish, it's rehab. Yeah, rehab. Rehab. You know what? Okay, you he do goes, it. What? I'll be Dewey. I'll be Dewey. You be Lachayim. All right, go ahead. Rehab. Rehab? Rehab. 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 Rehab? Rehab. Oh, rehab. <laughs> rehab. Yeah. Oh, rehab. Oh, rehab. And actually, Ramos actually, he doesn't say the, rehab. He goes, he goes, rehab. <laughs> <laughs> so that he understands him. <laughs> Trying to get him to go to rehab. Nice. Oh, my nice. gosh. This Perfect. movie. In the prison. Here's a little tidbit for you guys. You might not notice. Very, there, You see a shot. Someone comes up and says, someone's here to uh, see you, Dewey. And he's leaning back on his bunk. Right, and he's on the bottom bunk. And there's a bunk overhead, and he's leaning back. There's a little picture on the wall behind him. One guess, who's the picture of? Uh, the, I'm not going to get the June it. Carter Cash figure. No, he's in prison. The picture is Rita Hayworth. <laughs> from Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Nice. It's just a little one, but it's like the Rita Hayworth poster that uh that, that he yeah. gets in the, in Shawshank. Nice. So nice. which and then if people who don't know, Shawshank Redemption was actually the title of the short story uh, or you might even call it a novella, really. It was part of a four-part novel that was okay. different stories. It was Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Nice. So yeah, I I I didn't know that stuff splattered all over the place. That's the thing. It's not just musical genre. There's stuff everywhere in this movie, just everywhere. Like you can watch it over and over again and pick out more things. There's just so much love (laughs) in this film. I'll tell you what, before I came tonight, just talking to my wife, she goes, Oh, what are you guys talking about tonight? She's more interested now that we're doing more pop culture, not just yeah, Star no, Wars. not just Star Wars. So yeah. she's, she's interested in what we're talking about. It's like we're doing Dewey Cox tonight, and she started laughing. She's like, "Dang it, now I want to watch Dewey Cox." Well, hey, <laughs> I don't want to disappoint your wife, but there's a little bit of Star Wars in Dewey Cox oh, in Walk Hard. Oh, gee, because Besides at the, the very Kasdan? what's that? Besides one of the Kasdans. Be- besides one of the Kasdans, the last scene of the film before the credits roll. Is Dewey playing his true magnum opus in the celebration for his receiving his Lifetime Achievement Award? Right. And who do you see off to the left? Every dead person in his family appears as a force ghost oh, off yes, to the left. Right. Oh, yeah. It's not just Nate. Now they're all lined yeah. up a la his Return of the and Jedi. And then someone yeah. dies. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. That's not enough. It's not enough that they do that. No, they have to make it funny. His old manager, who's now an old man, he was a young guy in the movie, right. has a heart attack in the middle of the song in the audience. <laughs> And then wanders out up front, like on stage next to the rest of them, not realizing that he's dead. And then he's like, hey, he's okay with it. And he just started bopping the music. Now I remember who that actor was. It was the guy from that Numbers TV show. I always think it was the dude from 10 Things I Hate About You. Gotcha. Yeah. Same guy. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, it is. So or, yes, he uh, has uh, a heart attack in the, in the audience. Uh, yes, what's stuff. the, uh, dang it. Starts Dude, the Santa Santa Claus? Serenity. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's Mister 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 Universe Universe in Serenity, that or in Firefly. Firefly, yeah. Was he well, in Serenity? Serenity? The movie he was in Serenity. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he was only in Serenity. He yeah. wasn't in the show. No, I thought that was a comic. No. Yeah. Okay. 
Either way, yeah. Yeah, he's been, he shows up in all kinds of stuff. But, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Front to back. This movie's phenomenal. Here's the thing. We could do another two hours on this film. Easy. Yep. Easily. And I don't even know if anybody can even follow along uh, with Probably that. Probably not. We need to cut them loose so they can go watch it. We do. We do. But And I, then, you know what we need to do? We need to come back and we need to do uh, an audio commentary <laughs> for Walk Hard and publish it as a podcast. That's what it would just be us laughing and then yes. requoting what we just heard the whole time. <laughs> Why not? Well, is there anything wrong with it? I want to do. I want to do a few little uh, little tidbits before we. I've, I've got a whole list that I didn't Please even. Please do. Okay. Bits. Um. Let's see. Uh, I have a bit. Uh, I actually did a few of these from from memory, as a matter of fact. Uh, and we talked about. Let's see. We talked about the costumes. So. Oh, the costumes. By the way, I just <laughs> the one that makes me laugh the most. By the way. This is the one where he decides to go back and con- and confront or talk to his dad for the first time, <laughs> and he co- it's it has to be what the the seventies or something. I think it was earlier than that. Uh, maybe it, it's he's got this he's got this light blue pants and a s- blue and white striped sweater like turtleneck thing. Yes. Oh and my god. Skin tight. Skin tight yeah. and just I mean p- period perfect man. The costuming in this film is grade A. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how easy it would be to cut someone in half with <laughs> until, a machete. Until just now. <laughs> I gotta tell you uh, if you haven't seen Ray and Walk the Line watch those movies first. First off they're both great movies. Sure. Good movies. But you're gonna I think appreciate the direct because there's tons of scenes straight from those films that we haven't even talked about. We, I mean, shoot, we barely mentioned the Beatles scene for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, we did, we mentioned it. We right. mentioned who was in it, but just the way they play this. And then he goes into an LSD trip that is yellow submarine animation. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. It was, I mean, I we haven't mentioned <laughs> how many sinks get destroyed in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Dewey loses his temper on a like a like a rage binge, he goes and just rips a sink off the wall. <laughs> which I don't know if that's a callback to like one flew over the cuckoo's nest or I what. Know. I mean, it's just, I just in the seventies when he wrecks his house and he starts destroying the house and it's over the top. That makes me think of Citizen Kane. The dude, there's a scene in Citizen Kane where he's ripping the house apart, and it's just, it's like, I mean, it's an old black and white film, but it's like, all right, Francis, uh, or not Francis, <laughs> but I, you're like, this is this is awkwardly long. <laughs> I just, I just love how it progresses over time. Like the first time it happens, he's at his house and he's in the bathroom. He just rips out the sink. Yep. But but by the end, he's like in a men's restroom and he's ripping going, out every he's sink, every out sink of the wall, all the way down. All the sinks must be destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, we didn't see the dancing. Man, we really did uh, nail a lot of my points. Ever, I apologize. I got y'all worked up, and then I just this film. I love it so much. Good stuff. I love treat it yourself. I'm so telling you, treat, treat yourself. yourself. Put the kids to bed. Anytime he's got an idea for a song, he looks longingly. Oh yeah! Anytime someone inspires him for yeah. a song, somebody will say something, and he'll look up and repeat it. Don't you go doing that! Yeah. Don't you go Don't writing you music write in your song. head on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. We misquote the movie like crazy, and it's yeah. still funny because we all know, know what we're talking right. about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's a good. That's not what I was thinking, but that's a good title too. Yeah. <laughs> you know the funny thing is, he has a song in the movie that's a direct ripoff of a Roy Orbison song. It's that life without you, life without you. And he's got that trilly Roy Orbison vibrato going on. Right, right. I like that song more than any of Roy Orbison's actual music. <laughs> or the, the duet he does with. Let's, uh, do, let's it. do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I imagine you blowing me some kisses. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, the innuendo is hilarious. Yeah, that whole yes. song is just double Nintendos. Nintendos? <laughs> double <laughs> Super Nintendos. Nintendo Chalmers. Super Nintendos. I'm going to let you come in my back door. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yep. Let's do it because it makes us feel good. <laughs> the, uh, there's just so much... Uh, uh, good. And you know they did a musical tour for this. John C. Riley actually really? performed in several places with a studio backup band called the Hardwalkers. That's awesome. <laughs> they played at the Hardwalker. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> the Cubby Bear in Chicago. Stubbs Barbecue in Austin, Texas. Oh, like nice. I would totally Nashville, San Francisco, it. Colorado Spring. Not at the time you wouldn't. Oh no, but I would. I would. They did it now. I'd be like, yep. The Guitar Center on Sunset Boulevard. Oh yeah. <laughs> The original New York, and they were on. Uh, they performed. He performed in character on uh, Good Morning America. I missed all nice. of this. We gotta find Completely that. Completely lack man. of interest. Yeah, good stuff. Real songwriters worked on this. Marshall Crenshaw wrote the title song, uh, and that dude's got a storied, Whoa, storied career. Uh, career. I would like to point Car. out though that uh, Van Dyke Parks uh, wrote the Brian Wilson Opus song. Uh, How do you write that? Van Dyne, Van Dyne Parks actually worked on the real song with Brian Wilson. That was really yeah. smile was the name of the song. Wow. Yeah. And so cool. that's, a, how uh, cool is that? That is so cool, man. Oh I mean, who gosh. does that? Mm -hmm. the, the amount of time and did. effort put into this movie is just, people it, tripped it out on LSD. Me. It really does. I mean, if you, if, I mean, if you missed this movie completely, which most people did, the soundtrack was nominated for a Grammy and a golden globe. Uh, deservedly so. And John C. <laughs> Riley was nominated for a Golden Globe, and really? nobody saw this movie. <laughs> That's amazing. That really is, is how good this movie really is. I mean, nobody, back, dude, domestically that did 18 million. I mean, remember, <laughs> nobody saw that. People freaked out when Robert Downey Jr. got a nod because right. uh, for Tropic, Tropic Thunder, Thunder right? right? Which was everybody was a little nervous about that. <laughs> but it's okay because he was playing a dude in blackface, not being in blackface. He was playing a dude who was. In dude who's playing another dude, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do exactly. you mean, you people? But he got nominated. It was a huge deal because comedy. <laughs> no, what do you what mean? Do you right? No one yeah, ever got never, nominated. Now, gold, there are Golden Globes for best actor in a comedy and stuff like that. But still, it's prestigious to get nomination nominated in these categories. And even usually, the Golden Globes a lot of times goes to it's comedy or a musical. And a lot of time it leans toward the musical side, right? So uh, this is a serious. This is a serious, completely screwball film. Yeah. Please go see Walk Hard. Any parting shots before we sign off? No, man. I think you hit it. I, it's just it, treat yourself. It's, Sorry, it's I had a long so list. Much... I kind of raced through a no, lot. No, of no, that. it's fun. Yeah, it's getting late, so we get we got to move on. But yeah, it's fun. It's well worth the watch. It's like you said, put the kids to bed first, but uh, um, break it out. Treat yourself. It's uh, especially if you're a music fan and you love that kind of genre and. And you're, you know, you're big on the music history. And That's all the that thing. Stuff. I love that stuff right. anyway. So the parody right. of it yeah. is just, but even that if you're not, better. it's brilliant. Even if you're not, if you're not just the comedy alone yes. is, is worth it. Yes. It you're really right. Is. You're absolutely right. Yep. So now you know what kind of weirdos we are. And when it comes to quintessential comedies, so get there, <laughs> do that. In the meantime, won't you follow us on Twitter at fly casual 1138 strictly so you can look at the profile and join us on discord, which is so much better because it doesn't have all that extra noise, but we'll take you where we can get you folks. And once you run out to also uh, wherever you get the podcast and give us a nice little review so we can reach more listeners, just like you, the website is betterkind.com If you want to check out the show notes, but I'm gonna tell you what you can review the news item stuff we're talking about, but everything after that, 
ooh, baby, we are just free falling. So you got to keep up. Keep up or get out. Don't get out. We like you. Come back, please. I beg you. But uh, I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. Nighty night. Over there's Howie. YouTube. And over there is Garrick. Uh, 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 YouTube, too. The sequel. <laughs> As well. The new YouTube. Well done. Got it. The new YouTube. Jelly. Yeah, I like that. YouTube 2.0. Yeah. Bop, bop. YouTube forever. It's called, it's called TuTube. The YouTube that it's took away the live two, streaming because free two speech tube, is it's the, the number two. Way to end it on a bad note. Walk hard. I'm drinking. It doesn't matter. <laughs>